This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I think the next sort of four or five games we've got will define our season. It's going to, you know, Stevenage, Scunthorpe, Sutton and Crawley, and then uh, Doncaster in the FA Cup. Those five games will go a long way to deciding which direction we're going in. It's a bold statement from Nigel Clough ahead of a very busy month as we refocus on league action. But the only place his side can underline those beliefs is out on the pitch. In the grand scheme of things, Nigel Clough is spot on. We're certainly on the rebound from a woeful run, but week after week, players come back into the fold, and more importantly, the pendulum of results has started to swing back in our favour. Over the last week, pretty much every player available has been involved in wins too. A memorable 1-0 win at Sunderland was followed up with a 10k clinching 6-3 win and essentially a friendly against Newcastle United's under-21s last night. A game in which striker Danny Johnson took a huge injection of confidence by taking home the match ball. Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, we'll talk confidence and how those wins will breathe new life into the camp and discuss the gaffer's statement. Could the next five games, four in the league and an FA Cup trip to Doncaster in round two, really shape our season? As always, we want you guys to get involved in the live feed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Mansfield Town have opened the floodgates of late with uh, wins in the FA Cup, a Papa John's trophy victory as well, a sweet 10k in the bag and goals, 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 although that was mainly in the Papa John's trophy. Confidence is running high and that is what we want to see. Who'd have thought a couple of weeks ago when we were all doom and gloom that we'd be sitting here looking ahead with wants, with desire, with anticipation towards the next bunch of fixtures in Skybet League 2. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Good evening, hello, good morning, good afternoon, depending if you're listening to the audio version of this. My name's Craig Priest and joining me uh, to discuss all things Mansfield Town for the first time all season, 
Not only have I got Nathan Edge, not only have I got Clive Parkin, I've also got Cam Felton. Oh my God, we've got a full house. Good evening, wave to your cameras. Evening. How are we all? Are we well? I mean, I'm gonna before we delve into that, I'm just gonna delve into the vast array of names which we've got popped up on the on this on the screen. We've got Clive Parkin, the Sage of Edwin Stowe, who doesn't seem to have changed his name for weeks. I'm sure that will change during the show. We've got Greasy Notes from uh, from Cam Felton. I don't know that's whether that's a little bit about his personal life. And we've got Nathan <laughs> who, who's spent hundreds of pounds sorting out an office, who's decided to move to get better broadband to sit in his living room on his sofa and call himself Quinn Yester. What's going off, Nathan? Are you well? What's, are you all right? I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm delighted. I mean, apart from the, the late start for me, Trying to get myself some good Wi-Fi, but um, yeah, that's Quiniesta. I mean, he's 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 been the difference for me. That's why I've popped his name in that, uh, you know, for, for my title for tonight. Fantastic. Uh, just for an admin point of view, we didn't speak to Nathan before we started because he logged in late, like he just mentioned. Nathan, you just need to tilt your camera a little bit more forward. I know uh, that's doing the case. That's better. And also, Likewise. your micro, and also you're using your laptop's microphone, not your microphone. So you're holding that for no reason. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Look <laughs> <laughs> it out to the side. Cam's not using it either. At least you've bought <laughs> headphones on, Nathan. Well, it's a nice surprise to have all four of all four of us on. That can only mean one thing, though, Clive. We're winning games. Yep. Brought them all out. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where to start. I mean, let's get some of your guys' comments in. Um, we'll be talking tonight mainly about what Nigel Clough said um, in his um, little interview this week. Um, Stag's chat says, confidence must be running high. Three out of three wins in all competitions. Just what we need uh, to keep it going. Um, and it all started, Nath, at Sunderland on uh, Saturday. We didn't catch up with you on Sunday because you had... Man flu, in inverted commas, <laughs> a.k.a. you'd had a bo- another bottle of champagne because we'd won another game and you were hung over. What did you make of it? Uh, yeah, it's a man flu, honest. Um, what, a, what a day. I mean, obviously, uh, enough's been said about it. Um, as an away day, I think for the fans, it was it was perfect, absolutely spot on from start to finish. Um, but I think from, you know, from the playing side, I think it was a very much uh, all-round team performance, which... It's exactly what we we needed, and we we've seen glimpses of it, haven't we? As 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 uh, players have been coming back, and last few weeks' performance has been getting better, but we've finally sort of had a, a real good result to back it up now. Um, you know, in addition to Tramia, um, and and we just hoped that that could be the springboard to maybe kicking our season off. And I think the way the manner we won it, I, I'm really ho- hopeful that it that it will be. And one thing that it does do, Cam, we had a little bit of a, a danger sort of thought, really, in terms of having the Papa John's trophy in there, because we knew the players would change. We knew the personnel would change. We were perhaps a little bit worried that they might be, it might slip back to the defeat mode. But six goals, three for Danny Johnson. Confidence just kept on coming, didn't it? Yeah, I think, um, well, yeah, whilst we were worried that we might slip back into our, our usual pattern, after five minutes, it was like, oh no, Mansfield of old. Yes, we've changed the team, but we've we've just got no, no, no go about us at the moment. But it turned it round, and I can't really fault the team, other than maybe just conceding just sloppy goals. But other than that, it, it's a team that's I can't imagine that that team's played together ever, even in in training. I doubt that team played. Like an act like more than sort of like drills as as that unit. So you can't complain too much because we've scored six goals. We've not lost. It's like you keep saying it's te- it's ten k in the pocket. Do we add that to the transfer budget for January if we are going to do anything? Yeah, probably just to beef it up a little bit more. But yeah, good run out for the players that needed the minute. So I think obviously Danny Johnson been on the bench for the last few games, uh, really low on confidence, but looked a lot better, um, much more clinical, especially for his his first and second goals. Obviously the penalty was uh, something he needed to improve on because, well, terrible attempt last time against Tranmere, but like the first goal and the second goal just a real poacher's instinct, getting that near post run. Uh, and then the second one, holding off his man, making the turn and then firing it into the back of the net. It's absolutely fantastic from him. And that's what we need to see in the league. And hopefully he uses this as confidence and he can turn his season around. Because whilst he's he's 
find the back of the net a few times. It's not where he'd expect himself want to be. He'd want to have a few more by now, you'd have thought. Yeah, he certainly would. Um, Clive, it was uh, an interesting night, to, to say the least. And whilst we're talking about positives on the pitch, I know you've been sat there, you know, with, you know, biting your bottom lip a little bit, just biding your time patiently because you do have a bit of a, a, a bit of a rant about last night, don't you? Take it away. I enjoyed last night. I thought the football was interesting and, and we learned a lot about some players we wouldn't normally get to find out about. Uh, it was a relaxed evening as far as I was concerned because there was nothing at stake. I'm only pleased that there's nobody got seriously hurt playing because we, we haven't got a squad depth to carry that. But my rant, and I've calmed down a little bit, was why on earth, why on earth did the stewards push all the fans into the bottom corner of the, gr- of the ground, despite the fact they'd sold tickets for all five sections of, the, of, of that, uh, well, four, isn't it? A, B, C and D, I think they sold tickets for. Right. We had tickets in D because we wanted to be near the centre line um, and also we got some business to do with Alan. And and we were, we were prevented, physically physically prevented from going up there. Um, and then later on, of course, there wasn't room for everybody in the space they'd allocated, so they ended up opening, opening uh, D again anyway. What was it all about? I mean, we've got the remnants of COVID kicking around, what is the sense in cramming everybody together? It would have been perfectly suitable to, to spread them around along the bottom tier there. It seems to me like it's just bloody-mindedness. And certainly nobody seems to be putting the paying customer first. Yeah. Rant over. Uh, Nathan adds, uh, totally agree, Clive. I had seats in D, but was pushed back to block C, then it ended up going back in block D. Yeah, it was a little bit of a farce, and it uh, didn't make for a night, nice start to the evening, really. But um, I'm going to flip it back on its side. I mean, I personally love Nath sitting up in the upper tier. It's a much better view for me. But occasionally when we have these games, I do like the uh, the, the little trip downstairs because you can hear... Uh, the players a lot more, especially in a, with a reduced crowd and things like that. More importantly, Nigel Clough, and I was quite impressed last night with the the way he handled it. We've given him a little bit of stick on this podcast in 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 previous weeks for you know his post match antics and things like that, the way he deals with his players. But every instruction that he got, I felt he got across last night was was clear, was concise, and um, was borderline encouraging really in in some respects he was there to you know to try and develop the players and you could see that he had a real care for for trying to uh, develop those players yeah i mean like they say it's a benefit when there's only 805 uh, fans there which i think also included about 44 scouts or something as well for last night <laughs> so um, i wonder who's i wonder if they're watching our players or theirs um but uh or know who's came off better off anyway but um yeah, you do get to see a little bit more of the the management team, I guess, up, up close and personal. It's a bit like, uh, you know, we say it, don't we, about pre-season friendlies. Um, and that's a little bit different because that is more experimental. And last night, you know, yes, it's experimental, but you get to see a bit more of the actual sort of, um, you know, the, the, the important stuff. Because these, these are players that, you know, many of them we've already had to call upon uh, so far this season due to injuries and suspensions. So... The chances are some of these players are going to feature again going forward. Obviously, Faz and Danny Danny Johnson will, but you know, you, you other ones who had good games, such as Jason Law, for example, um, you know they he needs to carry on developing. So if if the management team and you know Clough and others included can use these games to you know to to really work on their development, get them ready, then that's great. So from a fans' point of view, to be able to see that it's a bit more reassuring because we do need to make sure we're ready. Because I think. We probably wasn't prepared for it this this time around. No, isn't it a shame though that it took till game three for us to, um, you know, give them somewhere to develop and, and get that ten k in the bank. It's almost like when it doesn't matter, it mattered. Annoying. Anyway, uh, let's move back to uh, to other comments. I think you know mine and Nathan's thoughts on that competition. I think we're pretty much the minority of it, though. To be fair. Um, Nick says, I've got a few guys at work keeping an eye out on the Stags results, so it was nice to be able to go in uh, after winning games. Uh, Ellen on uh, on YouTube, evening, uh, says, Nathan Bishop, our best keeper in decades. Um, Craig says, I've said it 
all season and will keep saying it. Give DJ constant service and he will score goals. And uh, William adds Cam. Uh, DJ said in his interview after that the penalty was his most important goal. Hands up, complete honesty from me. I've not watched that interview yet. Um, I literally got in about quarter past six tonight. Managed to wolf down some food and set up the podcast. So I've not had a chance to to watch it. But um, from a confidence point of view, that was the key word we were taking away from last night, Cam. Um, it will have done him the world of good. And I think he's absolutely spot on. The penalty was the most important one because it's a mindset thing. Yeah, it is. Obviously, he's, he's looked low in confidence in front of goal in general. But I suppose that that dreadful penalty played on his mind because it was just... It seems to be one thing after another with him this season. It's like he gets a goal, then he just goes missing for ages. And it's just so frustrating as, as a as a fan watching it because we know he can do so much better. We've seen it in spells this season and he, he did improve in the Tranmere game after missing it, but I suppose it was still, it, it was the confidence still. Um, so it, it's great that he's, uh, he's found that it was his most important goal and hopefully it does set him in the, in, a, in the right mindset to go to, to Stevenage on, on Saturday, whether he'll get his place or not, I don't know. I don't see why Clough would change from um, from Saturday at Sunderland. But if if DJ has got the confidence, then he should be standing up to the gaffer and saying, "Look, I want to play. I've I've scored. Obviously, I scored three goals during the week. Um, give me a chance." Because what's the worst the gaffer could really say? No. Well, you're on the bench again. I'll bring you on at second half or whatever. So, he's just got to stand up and be counted. I think that's the most important thing for him now because it's all right doing it in a competition we're all already out of a complete dead rubber, but he now needs to firstly get his chance in the league and then he needs to, to stake his claim why he should stay in the team for, for the League 2 games because the be-all end-all is League 2 matters. Uh, stuff cross cut doesn't in the, in the in the whole grand scheme of things. It's an interesting quandary to have, Clive, because like Cam mentioned there, you know why would Clough change it from Sunderland? Because obviously we won a game and uh, you know we we played very very well. My only feeling would be that um, we were we definitely set up to be a little bit more defensive at, at Sunderland and went five across midfield with Oates up top on his own. I think going uh, to Stevenage on Saturday, I think that's where Clough will look to try and bring the likes of Johnson back in to maybe go uh, with with a two up top. Unmute me. You are unmuted. We can hear you. Don't say that on my screen, but I'll believe you. We, we can hear you. <laughs> what? Hello? <laughs> Hello, anybody there? No, yes, there. I think Stevenage presents Clough with a different set of opportunities than to that of last Saturday. And I'd be very surprised if he doesn't play both strikers alongside each other. I think he's got to have some faith in his back line now, not to worry too much about it. And um, the midfield starts to pick up a bit of pace in, in the last couple of games. We've now got to switch to strike mode, and that means having both of them up there. I'd, I'd go three. Hawkins back up there. Oates no, and Danny Jones. No, Let's no, go all no. out. Step too far, Nate. Step too no, far. No, that's, that's being overexciting that. But they, I'd be happy with uh, Oates and Danny up there at the minute. Something you two should be, you know, knowing a lot of is it's all about baby steps at the minute. Um, we, we're getting there. We're getting there. Moving Hawkins up there. I don't want to get dragged into the whole Hawkins discussion because it seems like Nigel Clough mentions James Perch every week. We mention Ollie Hawkins playing at centre-back every week. So I don't want to delve into it too deep. But he Falls under to... the category of rigidity. He's got to stay there. He's got. To, he's definitely got to stay at the back um, because we've got other players that can play up top, if anything else. Um Interesting though, last night, um, Clive, um, John Joe O'Toole. We're going to talk a lot of people mentioning James Gale and uh, the keeper situation in the comments. We'll come back to that in a second. But whilst we're talking about um, potentially moving one up front, the other option you've got, if we did want to shift Hawkins back up there, not that I'm saying I would, is John Joe O'Toole because he played at Sunderland, uh, had a very good game, also played last night, but in midfield, he's a very interesting utility player to have. He's only on a contract until January. Um, how much Clough plays in between now and then will be interesting to see. 
But personally, I wouldn't mind giving him a deal until the end of the season. Well, he's certainly done nothing wrong. Um, he's, he's fit for his age. He's certainly got wisdom. He's got plenty of experience to fall back on. Um, and if it fits the category of an ugly player, he's a bit of a thug as well. I quite like that. So I think... Uh, what are you giggling at? So I think the... Uh, the the, the suggestion that he stays for the reign of the season is a very simple one. I would do that because we need the player, we need the cover. And I think that the short-term duration of the original deal was partly just to make sure he was he, he got to fitness to be able to play. And he seems to have satisfied that. And he did nothing wrong at all last night. He was he was composed and he, he, uh, he also, I think, make a good uh, um, captain. Interesting one to, interesting one to have. It's certainly... Uh... Uh, is a good utility player to, to have in there. Uh, question for, for, for you, Cam, I'm going to put it to you. Um, from Richard says, I'm not sure how we get Laps and Johnson in the team if Oates is up front. What do you make of that one? Like you were saying, how do you change the 4-5-1 the to, to suit going probably more attacking at somewhere like Stevens? I think the only option would be drop Harry Charlesley. Because I don't think... I, I know Ollie Clark's been a bit inconsistent, but I just don't feel like dropping him is the right way to go. Because he, we know that he's a fantastic player. He knows that he's more than capable at League Two. But he's just been a little bit inconsistent. But I don't think just dropping him out of the squad is, is the way that we're going to fix it, which is yeah, the I only think. problem. I don't... I th- that, for me, that's the only way you could go forward is by dropping Harry Charlesley. But Charlesley doesn't deserve that. You can't drop Quinn because... Everyone would absolutely lose their minds at, at clubs. Like, why on earth have you done that? I, I think Nathan would be going to hold Bobby ransom or something until he puts Quinn back in the squad. Clive would be withdrawing his mug. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good problem to have, though, isn't it, for the gaffer? You know, he's, yeah, who he's did gone, he drop? He's, had, he's had half a dozen games where he's had very little choice of who you can pick and play yeah. where. Now he's got the headache of picking people. And the other, right, the, other, the, other, the other point as well is I'm cutting ahead of Cam because I can. Um, the other point that that we that's there as well in that midfield area is Ryan Sturt got 45 minutes last last night as well. So uh, he's back in the building. We know that you know Clough seems to highly rate him as well, Cam. Yeah, he does. Um, obviously, he, he he did do a job a couple of games that he he has come off of the bench and just really solidified as. Ah, you thought I was going to miss that, didn't you? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll throw another one into the mixture. What do you do with John Joel Tall? We spoke about him like being solid, but what do you do? He can play centre-back. He can play central mid. You've got Farron Rawson coming back in the squad. How do you fix that one as well then? Because we've just got issues in the midfield and the defensive from before it was, mm. oh, we've not got enough players to, oh, we've probably now got too many players. Quite possibly. Let's have a look at some of the comments coming in as well. Uh, William says, I think we should drop Ollie Clark. We've got players who can replace him. Quinn would make a great captain. Um, Craig says, Harry's been a different player the last two or three games. And Darren says, O'Toole is a very pivotal member of our team. James Gale will be a great striker in time. I'd personally give the armband to O'Toole. He's a real leader. Don't know why, how Ollie Clark still has the armband. It's an interesting one, I think, Nath, with the whole um, Clark thing, because if you were to rank our midfielders in terms of how they're performing this season, the job they can do in our current system, um, it probably you probably wouldn't put Clark in the top three. And that's no disrespect to him. I think we've just got enough midfielders who can go in there and do a job. But by virtue of the fact he has the armband on, he almost leaps up the list a little bit. So. Yeah. And and then it's if if you drop your captain, it's oh we've dropped the captain. We've uh, there must be something in the dressing room. They, they mustn't get on it. It's a really hard quandary to. Uh, it's very to difficult his... to drop your captain. It's a bit like when you used to yeah. play kids football. If you were the person that had the football, you never got dropped. Um, can I just can else just throw something in? My my partner Ellie's just said something. How can Quinn be the captain? He never plays ninety minutes. Well, oh. 
Last, 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 last couple mean, of games, but right. usually he only plays about can eighty. We, can we do? Can we? Can we do something which I've never done on this podcast? Can we send Cam off and get Ellie in because she speaks more sense than you, <laughs> and she's probably made more <laughs> of an impact than than you have in the entirety of the series. Now, uh, Nathan, I'm going to throw it over to you. Um, yeah, I mean, what you were saying there about him not being in the top three, I think probably at the moment he'd probably be about fifth in the list for me. Um, and it's, it's, I said this a couple of weeks ago, didn't I? Uh, about that the problem is he's, he's basically almost impossible to drop unless he got injured because he's been given that, that captaincy. And then there's a dilemma. It's very unusual to take the captaincy off a player in the mid-season. Um, so, so what do you do? It's it's a tough one. And I think for the moment that's probably keeping him on that pitch because he doesn't he's not necessarily earning it performance-wise. So, yeah, going to what Cam said, would you drop him? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd drop him off a cliff at the minute. I mean, sorry, I'd, I'd drop him. <laughs> Nathan, you can't onto, say things onto, like onto, that. Onto the bench ah. at the minute. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only joking. I, I just think he, he might do a bit of, it might benefit him to maybe just have a bit of time on the bench and, uh, and then, you know, kind of upset him in a sense that make him, when he comes on the pitch from being on the bench, to make him really want to yeah, make an impact. And then climb up that cliff. Breaking news from Mansfield Matters. After five years of the podcast, Nathan Edge's comments have made sure that we're cancelled and can't do any podcasts <laughs> in the future. After saying that he'd throw Captain Ollie Clark off a cliff, said Captain sued Nathan and the Mansfield Matters podcast for basically threatening to kill him so, so views views of the owner views of the individuals you know. yeah, yeah yeah those are the views of nathan edge who lives at insert address here i'm just copying not, what not, oliver said earlier i can't believe it i can't believe you that they were your son's first words <laughs> shocking shocking i'll dig you out of a hole nate uh will uh william says uh, to, to you cam isn't hollyoaks on <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there he's gone. There we go. There he is. There he is. There he is. Oh, oh. I didn't know it was going to be that easy. I don't know. Oh. All right, Cam, your picture went a lot better than when your screen went black. Anyway, moving on. This is what happens when you get all all four of us on the show. Uh, let's go back to some sense. Uh, Richard's going to rescue rescue us. Uh, if O'Toole plays in midfield, he's going to replace Maris. Another tough one. Clive, thoughts on that one? Uh, I don't disagree. I think Maris is a good player on his day, um, uh, susceptible to a bit of injury, but um, I think O'Toole would be a natural slot in if we hadn't got him. Yes, I think so. Um, I don't think Cam that Maris would be the right player to to take out. I think Maris does a lot of our running. If you if you are looking at O'Toole in midfield, you are looking at that Clark role. You are looking potentially at Charlesley, and Charlesley's better than Clark because of what he offers to the team in terms of getting wide, so. Yeah, um, I'll say the first goal was just created. Charlesley just being a bit of a nuisance, just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And it and it worked. And it shows that we did miss him when he was injured. Um, obviously, he's, his fall towards the end of last season was just fantastic. Um, <laughs> and I think... Um, Whilst most people want to write off last season, I'd probably say Harry Charlesley last season was his his best spell at the club. Obviously, before when he came in in like January before the lockdown, he just didn't. It, it weren't bad, but <laughs> I think Graham Cochrane was definitely the wrong man for him. Yeah, uh, he just looked a completely different player on the club, and I, I think that's the same for a lot of players. To be fair, I think they just look a little bit different. Um. You think Jordan Barry, how he turned it around when he came in. Yes, this season he's not really got a look in, but that's because we've seen we've seen our weak points, uh, i.e. the strike force. We shipped Jamie Reid off to, to to Stevenage and brought some strikers in and it's made it difficult for Barry, but we know he can still do a job, i.e. Last, uh, last night he didn't do that bad of a job uh, up but- front, but... By the way, he's a guaranteed goal scorer on Saturday, Jamie Reid. We all know that, don't we? Yeah, and just, just, nice just, to re- just to reiterate, you can't get uh, points in the prediction league for predicting it, Nate, so don't even think about it. Uh, more <laughs> on that later. Uh, let's go back um, to last night, finally, Clive. Let's just wrap 
things upon that. Then we'll hear from Nigel Clough and then we'll uh, look ahead to the, uh, the the next couple of games or so and continue on this uh, thought process uh, as well. A few comments before we do that, though. Uh, Richard says, O'Toole would have been ideal to come on against Exeter uh, when we scored to play in front of the back four. Well, he was certainly running up and down the touchline as well. Uh, he adds, yeah. I think O'Toole has the legs to play anywhere at the bottom of the diamond uh, in the midfield. Uh, Roger says, I wouldn't start Bowery on uh, on Saturday uh, as well. And uh, in balance to the conversation we were having earlier, Nath, just to rescue you, um, Ellen on uh, YouTube says, Clark's form will pick up. He's too good to be dropped this season. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in uh, and have your say on your team. That's what it's all about. Uh, we keep talking, Clive, about last night and we you know, mentioned players getting minutes as well. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, congratulations to Faz Rawson and his, uh, and his partner, who's successfully seen the arrival of another human uh, into the world. Congratulations to you. Um, last night, we've not mentioned him yet, though. Um, we also saw Will Forrester for the first time, which means our injury list is ever decreasing. And I want to clear something up as, as well. Um, a few weeks ago on the podcast, um, we mentioned that uh, when we were going through the injured players, that Richard Narty arrived injured. Um, I spoke to the analyst uh, last night who took the time to come and see me on his way down to the dressing room at half time. Um, you know, praised us for for the, for the podcast and said keep up the good work and everything. But wanted to point out that um, he, with his assurance that Narty wasn't injured uh, when he arrived initially on loan from Burnley, he was picked up uh, after. Uh, his arrival so he wasn't injured when he arrived so uh, apologies for any uh, um, miscommunication on that front although I think I might have picked it up from what Clough said but who knows anyway uh, but it was nice to, to have that cleared up as well uh, also before we uh, t- drop into uh, talking about uh, the other players that we saw last night Clive um we're going to just quickly say uh, a massive, massive good luck and best wishes uh, to Tom, the uh, the physio, and uh, Dave Waldy, uh, the uh, the the other uh, one of the coaches. Coach. There you go. That's his job title. It slipped off the top. Uh, I knew there was a reason why I kept you around, Cam, um, who are both running uh, 10K a day throughout uh, this month for 30 days, raising money uh, for prostate cancer. We've donated. If you guys want to donate as well, uh, the link is in the description. Give what you can for a fantastic cause. Uh, and it's great to see those guys absolutely smashing it. Uh, and we've given them uh, a Mansfield Matters mug as well. In fact, Clive drove a van down to the One Course Stadium of the day and unloaded some mugs and gave some to the staff, didn't you, Clive? You had a little mug drop, didn't you? We, <laughs> you left. we need a stall on match day. <laughs> no, I uh, I thought there were, it was an opportunity for us to communicate in a, a different way to one or two people. So, uh, the managing director has got one and he's thanked us for it. Yes, indeed. David um, Sharp, the CEO, yeah. My, my favourite member of staff, Diane Sini, she's got one and she's thanked us for it. The two runners have thanked us for this. We gave one to Mez. He thanked like, us for it, yeah. He's he thanked did. us as well, yeah. Um, and one to Mr Clough, who was so far had a busy Tuesday. So I think it, his thanks will arrive later. He's I've also got, not on Twitter, so, you know. No, I've also got one, I've got one uh, with two Bonio biscuits in which I'm going to drop off, drop off at the training ground for for Bobby. So, uh, uh, you know, we're not mean with our mugs, are we? No, no, we're Going not. back we're... to the game last night at Forrester, I think um, I actually didn't notice him a great deal, which is a bit um, interesting because he, he, he was very competent. You know, he, he he slipped in and he was he was doing the job, and I think that's all you want from him. And I think it's nice to have him on board now and, and to be free of injury. One critical thing, and it's me tongue in cheek now, the referee, he must get through some pencils, that bloke. Oh my god, what a pedantic oaf. You do know that it's you know when we refer to the referee, it's a different one each week. You are aware of that, right? It's not the same bloke who just turns up and just be an arsehole for ninety minutes. Well, the one last night, I, I, I hope we don't see him again. <laughs> oh dear, we I get always... a feeling, uh, despite a six-three victory, Clive still left the game very angry yesterday. Oh yeah. no, no, no! I can, I can compartmentalize my anger. Um, I feel like we're going to walk out, you know, back back of West End, and we're going to see some broken Mansfield Matters mugs on the floor. Hey, well, we've already had that. I've sent two in the post. Royal Mail, by the way, you're an absolute disgrace because I've sent two in the post and had to resend them to the mugs. The bloody handles broke. Nothing wrong with the quality of the mugs. Royal Mail just like to smash them up. Obviously, the, the postman, handle. the postman is a spy, right? That's a woeful <laughs> joke, man. 
Away from By the way, sorry, just a quick one. No, um, go on, go on. <laughs> one of our academy teams beat Chesterfield tonight. Excellent work. Well done. Well done to you all. Uh, briefly back to last night, um, Will Forrester, as, we, as you mentioned, Clive, uh, uh, got some minutes under the belt. Uh, James Gale, though, another player who was impressed, and Mr Clough was impressed with him as well. That's to you, Clive, by the way. Yeah, I, th- I don't want to steal Mr Clough's thunder, but I, I was impressed by the lad's physique. Uh, I thought he, 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 he looked a big fella, and he, he certainly seemed to have energy and athleticism. So... Um, you know, he, he needs to develop at our level. I'm sure he's got it in him to do so. And I'm, I credit to the club they've spotted him and brought him on board. What did you make of his performance last night, Cam? You were watching on the uh, on the live stream. What did you What did you make of it? Solid. Hang, hang on. Were you watching on the live stream, or yeah. were you lying and were you watching Hollyoaks? <laughs> I mean, they don't clash, so you're not even funny. There was an hour-long um, Coronation Street last night, which ah, uh, that's caused it. problems. That's it. Is Ken Barlow <laughs> onto his ninth wife now, Cam, or what? <laughs> yeah, um, Gail, solid. I don't, Gail I... Platt? He's with Gail Platt? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody referred to um, Gail as uh, a more agile Matt Reed. So if that's anything to go by... Um, he may develop into be a very good player. <laughs> I think he's got something, Cal. I think he's only a young lad. But again, like some of the players that played last night, we've got to be careful with the development. Clearly, Clough's impressed by him. He's joined in uh, training a fair bit um, in the short time that he's been there. He's got to go out and get some football and uh, really develop. Because I think if Clough likes him and likes the look of him, I think he'll keep him around and he will give him the opportunities. Yeah, you'd hope so. I think... He's, he's definitely come in and set the cat amongst the pigeons because you look at the youth team players that we were playing last season and I don't think, I don't think he's too far off um, where they are and he's a, a fair bit younger than the, the other lads, i.e. Tyree Sinclair, Jason Law uh, and co. Um, I think he fit straight in with them lot, to be fair. Um, but yeah, like you said, if, if Clough's... Impressed by him, he'll, he'll keep him around because, it, it, it's, firstly, it's an extra body we can rely on. We know that he can do a solid job. Yes, it's against um, an under-23s Premier League team, but it's still quality minutes. It's still a, a win that he was involved with. And just all round, just a, a solid performance from him. I think just going forward, just keep doing what he's doing I don't think he's obviously he's still got a lot of developing to do but it's he's not far off of where where you'd want him to be at that that that, that stage of his career and and looking at knocking on the door of the first first team squad obviously he's been on the bench a couple of times will Clough rely on at some point to come off the bench probably did the same last season with Jason Law and Tyrese Sinclair and James Clark so yeah why not? I, I agree with the comment Richard Dennett made in, in the comments. He said that Gail ought to be on the bench, and I, I think he's absolutely right for that. Um, and he, he, I think uh, he, he, there's no point bringing him over to, to play uh, to, to train at our club unless you intend to play him at some level. And as we've said before, we don't have that second string competitive league to drop people into, so it's a difficult one. What you don't want is people kicking the heels. I'm slightly concerned about um, Tyree Sinclair, I have to say. Um, I don't think he performed as well as we'd want him to last night. and It was a perfect opportunity for him. Yeah, he scored a goal. Uh, he missed more than a dozen shots, I think. But um, he um, he's just not made that next step, in my opinion. Yeah, confidence is a big thing. Like Nathan says, though, uh, there, um, I caught it, Nathan, don't worry, um, that there is the under-23s cup, but... Just a, it's frustrating because the games are what once every month, so it's it's really difficult to get regular competitive football. Hashtag bring back the reserves. I thought the reserves was coming back in in some way, shape, or form. Who knows? Or is it not just not transpired. Um, I think it's been a difficult couple of years to do anything radical. Anyway, I think let's get this season out of the way, and I would imagine EFL might be looking towards getting involved in a structural second stream. I hope so, anyway. It'd be nice there, is, there was that, like, cup competition. Didn't we win it up? So, how come second or something? 
um, a couple of years ago. Um, and it, it was a great opportunity for players that needed the minutes, especially those that are just coming back from injury. So it, it's quite disappointing that we've not been able to do that because you look at players that have come out injured uh, and it's just took them a couple of games to, to get the sharpness back. Same with those that have been suspended. Mm-hmm. Stephen Quinn, all bar the, the Sheffield Wednesday game, was kind of just sat around twiddling his thumbs on, on match days. There was nothing for him to do because he obviously weren't allowed. And then... All he could do was train. He wasn't in the same... Yes, he was still training with the first-team squad and, yes, he was still doing... Um, getting involved with, like, the match prep and things like that, but I can't imagine that someone like Stephen Quinn just want to sit on the sidelines constantly, like yeah. he did for those Maybe six think games. Maybe before, uh, you know, doing what he did, really, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that is also very true. Right, we must move on. It's time to hear from Mr Clough and then we'll discuss uh, an interesting comment that he makes in, uh, in his uh, interview. And that is uh, whether the next five games will be pivotal uh, in our season. Let's hear from the Stags boss, Nigel Clough, speaking to I Follow Stags. Pleased with the with the draw in, in some ways. It's a, it's a good one for us location-wise. Pleased for the supporters that uh, in, a, in the next few weeks we're, we're going to Sutton, we're going to Crawley, we're going to Stevenage on Saturday. Pleased that it's local. Uh, would love it to be even more local and be here at the One Call Stadium. And I think that's, what, four or five now consecutive draws away from home uh, in the FA Cup. So would you a home one? Uh, that was the only thing. Would have loved to have been at home against them. Uh, so I said to the players downstairs, you know when you do it properly, uh, and you work hard and you, you get it and you pass and you go forward. It's much more enjoyable football uh, and I think we've done that tonight. I think the last five performances now, I think we started against Port Vale and we hit our little rock bottom against Northampton away. Uh, I think since that point, uh, I think the five performances could have easily led to five wins. Uh, you know, against Port Vale, if we'd have scored the penalty before half-time or been awarded the blatant one in the second half, I think we'd have won. Up at Exeter with 25, 30 minutes to go or whatever, 1-0, could have got something there. And then we've had the last three victories. So I hope so, but I think it will be getting ahead of ourselves. You know, we had a bad two months, six weeks, two months, whatever it was. And I hope we're coming out of it. I think the next sort of four or five games we've got uh, will define our season. Uh, I think going to, you know, Stevenage, Scunthorpe, Sutton and Crawley, uh, and then uh, Doncaster in the FA Cup. I think those five games will go a long way to deciding which direction we're going in. I just feel there are five very important games. We've got 12 league points at stake and a place in the third round of the FA Cup. It's that time of the season before you go into the busy Christmas period where you've always got points at stake. Uh, we can put ourselves uh, towards halfway up the league if we can have a good run in the next few games. Stakes boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stakes. You can view more of that by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. A big statement made by Clough uh, in there as well, talking about the next four to five games. Of course, the next game is a trip to Stevenage uh, on uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, if you want to travel with the SSA, they've added a second coach. £15 for a blue member, for an amber member, £20 for a blue member, 25 for a non-member. That's £15 for an amber member, 20 for a blue, and 25 for a non-member. To book, call 07967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597. Departure time from the One Call Stadium is 10 a.m. Uh, let's move back to what Nigel Clough was um speaking about there cam um and that is that the next he said that the next four or five games will define our season i actually think he's got a very very big point when you look at the league positions and the form that the teams we are playing are in yeah um uh, yeah i agree slightly with the whole fa cup thing wanted to be at home but that that's a, a few games away and obviously we've got to focus on these first but he is right. These five games will define our season. Um, the last thing you want to be doing is going into the four games over the Christmas period with no momentum and no form. We saw how important it was last season, turning our season around, winning these games, drawing those that we probably should have won, i.e. South End last season. Um, but it's just all about keeping that momentum. And obviously, Stevenage, the, the what, mid-table... So it, it's it's a winnable game, but I think all these games are winnable. I don't think there's any game that we've got 
coming up that's going to be they're all going to be challenging in their in a different way as is is every game but I, they're definitely winnable so I think close going in with the right mindset obviously just keeping that momentum going and first and foremost let's uh, see how we can turn the momentum from last Saturday into this Saturday keep that that winning mentality and and keeping the bounce amongst the the players and the fans because other than um, the odd few games this season, it's been like a library at the one call as well as the away games because it's just been a bit. It's just felt flat. Just the performance hasn't been there. The fans haven't got behind it. Now that the performance are getting there, the fans are starting to to believe again and 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 starting to have a bit more confidence. And and you could see that firstly the team repaid that on 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 uh, last Saturday against Tranmere and then this Saturday against um, against Sunderland. So let's just go down. I disagree there, though. I think the atmosphere all season has been pretty good. To be fair, in all fairness to the fans, even yeah, uh, even even through that rough patch, to be honest. It, <laughs> There was one bad game, atmosphere-wise, and that was Northampton. There's no surprise with, with, with how that one panned out. But I think apart from that, it's actually been pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to um, point uh, points, uh, Nath, is um, what he says. Because we had... Uh, we had... Um, uh, we had... Talking about, you know, the next uh, four or five games, three wins from three in three different competitions... The next um, three or four games, 21st in Stevenage, 24th rock bottom in Scunthorpe. Sutton doing well, but have, have stuttered of late in ninth. Crawley in 18th. You've got to fancy your chances in, in that one. Yeah, it's three of those, really. You've got to be looking at taking three points. Uh, three, yeah, three points in each, haven't you? Um, and I think that's why it's so defining, because if you slip up against those teams, um, it's kind of going to hurt you even this early on in the season, because... It, it gives Stephen the opportunity to pull away. It get it gives Scunthorpe the opportunity to well, I think at this point they could have leapfrogged us, I couldn't they or, or close to. So they, they they really don't want to be losing those. So I think by by Clough making that statement, I, you could say it's putting a bit of pressure on them. I don't think it is. I think it's more maybe focusing them, thinking right, let's knuckle down now in this next uh, month in particular. Let's let's build on what we've been able to do so far. Take confidence out of what we've done in the last few games, but. Let's really focus and you know really take these games by the, the scruff of the neck and get uh, get you know get through points for each of them because it's um, it's an opportunity, isn't it, to, to to find our way back up that back of that table where I think we should be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to say bye to Cam in a second because Daddy Duty is uh, back. Uh, Evelyn, I know you can you can you know process Uncle Crave's voice. So I'm begging you to. <laughs> Do a really, really big, massive, stinky number two and be sick all over your dad. And there you go. She's even waving. She's acknowledging Uncle Craig's voice. And she's I saying, mean, she's saying, don't worry about it. I've absolutely got you. I've got you sorted. Uh, before you before you go, though, Cam, um, podcast predictions time. Um, let us know what your prediction is for uh, Saturday's game uh, away at Stevenage. Um. Oh, I'm going to go with 3-1 win. Go for your goal scorers. Danny Johnson will get on the score sheet, I think. I think Johnson will score twice. Okay, so I'm putting Johnson for two, yeah. And I think Stephen Quinn. Okay, Stephen Quinn's on there. Uh, what's Evelyn saying? Is she going for the same? Um, what 1-0. I'm trying to see how many fingers she's, she was holding up. one she, she's going for one now. Please punch you. Are you thinking the same as me, Clive? Please punch him in the face. I'm thinking, have I got to find a baby from somewhere? <laughs> oh, yeah, Nathan could well go and get his. Don't start getting broody, not at your age. Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, Cameron will, and uh, the star of the podcast, Evelyn, we will let you go and enjoy Daddy Duties. Please, if there is a God in this world, have let her soil her nappy and let Cam have to deal with it and poo in his face. Look after yourself, Cam. Wave, wave bye bye. Say bye. Say bye. See you, Cam. He's gone. There we go. He's. We've got rid of him. There we go. Right. There we go. We're we're back up and running. There we go. Uh, right. Um. Let's move. Uh, 
go back to what we were saying, Clive, about uh, form and things like that and uh, other bits and bobs. Um, is Nigel Clough right with what he says? Next five games are going to be season uh, defined because if we get a good run and then a good result at the end of it against Doncaster and round three awaits, who knows how our season could turn. Big gate money if we get a big tie. It could, the pendulum could swing. Yeah, he described them as pivotal. I think it's probably overstating it, but they're all winnable. I'd be very surprised if we didn't get a handful of, uh, of points in this month. I mean, Stephen is away, Scunthorpe home, Sutton and Crawley both away. They're all ones we, on present form, we shouldn't fear. Um, we should be able to take points off them. Doncaster away, anything can happen. It'll be a great day out. That's the main thing there. Um, I'm happy with it being an away fixture, quite honestly, because I I enjoy the whole thing about going away to cup games, and especially one that's only 40 minutes up the road. Yeah, Um, absolutely. The other thing to think about as well is, and it's a slightly worrying thing, and I don't want to be over negative, but the weather forecast for the end of this month is it's going to be a, uh, we're going to go into the ice age apparently, um, and then we'll lose games to it. And do you remember what happened last year? We lost games, we're coming back, and our form had gone. And we went from being unbeatable to be, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be good. We'll, this year, we're, we're very poor. Let's put it that way. The pitch uh, is in much better, Nick, this year. To be fair, They've well, it is, and that's the other thing I was going to say, Nathan, is that I think Mez will be pleased to see so many away games this month because it gives the pitch even more time to uh, to be to be at its best. Um, so I think we, we 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 if we're sat here at the end of November and still worried about relegation, I'll be very surprised. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be uh, certainly a, a, an interesting one. Nath, um, what do you make of the uh, of the cup draw? Doncaster away, um, always uh, you know uh, nice to get a, a close team. Uh, the John Radford derby, of course. Yeah, I, I put it in the group chat, didn't I? The the night before, I said um, it suddenly occurred to me that obviously they beat Scunthorpe. I thought, oh, I, I won't mind Donny away. I, personally, it's a ground that I haven't done yet because I missed the. Uh, the, the last time we played them, so it's a new ground for, for me as, as Sunderland was. And I just thought I, I enjoyed Sunderland so much, you know, the atmosphere wise, that you know, the singing at, the, at that game was, was so good. I just thought, what game would sort of uh copy that a little bit? And I thought Doncaster, so for that to actually come out in the draw, um, I prefer it with it being uh so close. I'd rather that than it being at home. So, contrary to what Clough said, kind of understand why he would prefer it, but for me. Great result, great, um, you know, great draw, and I think it's one there where we could get a result. You know, we don't want to count our chickens, but again, they're a team at the moment that aren't in the best of form. Whether they will be by then, we don't know. But it's, it's again, it's, it's one that you look at it and you think it's not a million miles out of reach. Which, to be fair, a lot of us probably would have thought Sutherland would have been. So you just never know, and that's it's, it's a double wonk, isn't it? On uh, when we play Doncaster, because both teams are sponsored by Wonkle and the shirt sponsorships. Are they still sponsored by them? I well, I'm not. I don't think they were anymore. I oh, you I'm might sure. be right. They certainly were last time I looked. But... Yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, it's, it'll be a good. It'll be a good game for at least for the fans anyway. Um, and I say it's we. we you talk about cup runs because sometimes kickstart your, you know, your, your your league or give you something going into the league as well. And I think you know, hopefully Sunderland's done that for us. You know, now and if we can continue that, then obviously all, all the better. Um, is he alive? Craig's lost all his voice. We'll carry. <laughs> we'll have a chat between ourselves. I was waiting for it. He's just, just gone. I mean, the the two uh, uh, the next three away games: Stevenage, Sutton, and Crawley. Am I back? Am I there? Am I in? Just shut up. Just shut up. We're talking. No, no. <laughs> Go on then. Carry on. I was going to say we. Hurry up though. So I've got a few minutes. There'll be a decent uh, Stags following down to Stevenage. I think Sutton on the Tuesday night will be a bit thin on the ground. And then Crawley, it's a bit of a journey, isn't it? Um, so when we do get back to the Doncaster away game, I think there will be um, you know several thousand Stags fans there. It'll be a great atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, certainly so. Well, let's hope that we uh, we do uh, go on and uh, uh, get a, a good result in the next couple of games. Uh, let's first in uh, finish off uh, tonight's podcast uh, by doing podcast predictions. We mentioned it earlier on. Uh, and new feature time. We've got uh, another competition for you to win a Mansfield Matters mug. We're adding in the golden goal feature. Okay, so um, usual podcast uh podcast predictions uh, as per all you need to do is add in uh, a golden goal 
um, time when you think the first goal will be scored for either team. It's all self-explanatory on the thing. Nathan Clive, don't need to worry about it because it's just you guys at home. And the person who gets it um, on the nail will win a mug. If you get uh, close to it within, uh, you know, a five-minute window, we'll put your name into a draw for the end of the uh, uh, for the end of the month. So uh, uh, th- there's a new feature on there for you to. to to take to take part uh the link is in the description as always time for podcast predictions uh clive uh i'm going to come to you first what are you going to go with uh this uh for, for this coming week reed won't score because we're going to win two nil and i'm going to go oats johnson reese oats and danny johnson uh nath what about you what are you going to go with reed will score although it doesn't matter for the part of the prediction game um but i'm going to go i'm going to Cam stole my score, but I'm going to go 3-1 win. Okay, and you're going to go win. for? The goal scorers being Danny Johnson, um, Reese, Reese Oates. Reese and... Oates. Oh, oh yeah. screw it. I'm going to go for Ollie Clark. <laughs> so you've been saying you don't want him to play, and yet you've just put him to score. Well, because I know he will play, and I'll know he'll, he'll is... hear my comments about the cliff, and he'll bounce back and smash one in the top corner, aiming for my Typical. face. So there we go. Typical uh, Nathan behaviour. Uh, Nath, I've got one quick question for you, and it is, have you given the mug to your brother yet who won the uh, Podcast Prediction League you, you haven't given me one yet. for the last month? Well, no, I, I don't have one, do I? I thought you give given him yours. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get you. We'll get you one sorted. We'll get you one sorted. Dear, just, dear. just make it Absol- last longer. It's, it's, it's quite funny. Absolutely shocking. It's not quite funny. Uh, it's uh, it's it's in some ways um, poor for, from us sake because we've not given uh, we've not given mugs out. So uh, uh, maybe we'll give Nathan a red card. Who knows? But we will get you one sort. And I'm literally I'm knocking not everything of, over. Oh, my my internet is going all over the place now. Just change back to my normal camera, my normal computer, and it, oh, now it's gone Craig, have you, put, have you smeared your screen with Vaseline? I have, yeah, because that, that's that's why that's why I changed cameras and I switched back because it had gone back to green and then, oh. Have you thought about paying your green. broadband bill? Ah, pay it, it's just not very good. Right, anyway, I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, I'm going to stick with it because um, we've nearly done because I've got to be somewhere in like two minutes. So uh, I'll give you my prediction. Um, I think we are going to, uh, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Uh, and I'm going to go with goal scorers of uh, Reese Oates. And I'm going to, do you know what? I'm going to back him from a corner. I think I'm going to put JJOT, Jot, John Joe Tall is going to score from a corner because I think he's going to start at centre half. I think he will stick with O'Toole and. Uh, uh, and uh, and Hawkins as the back two. So uh, so there you go. Uh, that is, though, almost all we've got time for. Boys, thank you very much, as always, uh, for getting involved. Um, final thoughts um, as we look ahead to um, uh, to the last month. How many points are you expecting from the next four games, Nath, in, the, in Skybet League 2? I would like to see us take 10. I think that's achievable, realistic. The, the, the biggest challenge will be Sutton away on a on a Tuesday night, but 10, I think, is is achievable. Clive, what about you? What are you going to go for? Two wins, a draw and a loss. Two wins, a draw and a loss. There you go. The thoughts uh, of Clive Parkin, the thoughts also of Nathan Edge. Thank you very much uh, for both of you for getting involved tonight. We will see you again uh, on the Sunday sermon. But as I said, that is all we've got time for tonight. Nigel Clough said the next five games... We'll determine our season. Well, let's see how things pan out over those next five games. Starting with a trip to Stevenage on Saturday afternoon, 21st in Skybet League 2, Can Mansfield Town, making four wins from four. Join us on the Sunday Sermon for further reactions to find out. I've been Craig Bruce. Joining me tonight, Cam Felton, Nathan Edge and Clyde Parker. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much for getting involved. Don't forget to donate if you can to the two runners. This is the show for the fans and by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters and it's much better when we're winning games of football. It's much more enjoyable that way. See you on Sunday for the Sunday Sermon. Good night.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.